All right, welcome back in. It's hour two of the Clay Edwards Show. Hey, this Friday, Stonington Farms is going to be up here in the Tri-County area, making a few stops. And look, I talked to Miss Katie Stonington yesterday. You guys have overwhelmed the system, and they're out of a few things. Let me pull my text message up here. So write these down because these are the things that are obviously in great demand and you'll want to put them on your list for next time. There, She said, do not push the ribeyes or chuck eyes. They're out of both. I bought all the chuck eyes, so y'all know. She goes, but they, uh, she goes, I have beef bacon. It's, I mean, they have a bunch of stuff, but here's just some extra stuff. She has beef bacon at nine ninety nine a pound. And she, uh, she said, how about, a, how about a special? She said, anybody that spends over $60 is going to get a free summer sausage. Oh, and this is good homemade, you know, this is fresh made stuff here. Right. So if you spend more than 60 bucks, you're going to get a free summer sausage. Go online, stoningtonfarm.com. Uh, check out their cuts and their pricing and all that. See what they got. And uh, the phone number will be there. You'll call us Katie. She'll put your order together. And keep in mind, guys, this ain't just run, run, run of the mill, mull of the mall beef here. This is 100% grass fed, 100% grass finished, hormone free antibiotic-free and mRNA-free, locally sourced beef right here in Mississippi, a little south of us in Perkinston, Mississippi. I had a, a sirloin that I got from there. I cooked it last night because uh, I told you all yesterday, I'm trying to keep some protein to snack on throughout the day instead of junk. Sure. And you know, Beef cubes are great for that, steak bites, whatever you want to call it. I pulled it off the grill about 9 o'clock last night, <clears throat> and man, I mean, it came out perfect, neither here nor there. Uh, the sirloin is where it's at. If they're out of ribeye, don't fret. The sirloin is really, really good. You, just, you know, don't overcook it. Yeah. And that's the one thing I can tell you about this grass-fed beef. It it, it cooks faster. So uh, whatever. Oh, you're, I didn't realize that. I'm yeah, glad you said that. It does. It, it cooks faster than the grain-fed for uh, whatever reason. And um, but it's, it's just taking a learning curve mm-hmm. to say, Clay, it ain't your traditional three-three. Sir, you know, sear, sear on the ribeye is like two minutes, two minutes. Right. The way I like mine. So uh, <clears throat> try to keep that in mind, and uh, again, get some of that hamburger meat. I'm telling y'all, it is phenomenal. Uh, it may be five ninety nine this week. It may be six ninety nine. I'm not sure what their special is if they have it on special, but whatever, a dollar a pound difference. Don't let it break the bank. Sure. Uh, not for quality, and and it doesn't have all the additives. It is. I'm, I'm telling you, when you take all that out of there, and just the difference in the grain, the grain fed versus the grass fed. And I was saying the day, uh, me personally, on the ribeyes with the, something with higher fat content, I like the grass fed. Sure. Uh, I mean the grain fed. I'm sorry. I like the grain. I like the way the grain fed makes the gr- the fat taste. Uh, but every other, everything else, I like the grass fed. Mm-hmm. You know, just the the more natural taste to it. But again, just my opinion. Can't go wrong. StoningtonFarm.com. Two ends. They'll be up here this Friday in Florence, Brandon, Ridgeland. So pick a location that works best for you. And uh, they take cash and debit slash credit cards. So they make it easy for you to spend your money. Yep. And uh, support WYAB and the Clay Edwards Show. All right, Therese. Yes. Um, let's rewind this thing back a couple of weeks. Okay. To the tragic incident out there in Brandon where Randy Tyler got killed. Right. Um, you were there. Yes. When it happened. I was. Uh, let's, let's play this back. What's it like being on the scene of a massive shootout like that? I mean, I, I saw the videos, the, the the hill of bullets, everything. Sure. I mean, you got to be just duck tuck cover. Well, it's kind of one of those things that I think there is a little sense of complacency among the media because you assume that you are back beyond um, harm's way, which is generally 
Well, in some some jurisdictions is always the case because you can't see anything. But in, in, you know, reasonable jurisdictions, they put you where you can at least get a little bit of a camera shot. But, you know, whatever. And we were right down the street from where it happened. And, um, you know, I've, I've been on the scene of other of other shootout type situations like that. So you hear the pop pop and you assume and, and I'll, I'll kind of give some some details that aren't necessarily in my news articles, but. So at this point, we had heard multiple times, and, and I had heard from several different places that um, the suspect was dead inside. And, um, you know, to the point that, you know, you, you heard people speculating on, even on the radio, about, you know, why is he not moving? We've got eyes on him, that kind of thing. And, and all that is public record on the, on the radio, so I'm not giving out anything secret that I wasn't supposed to say. So the thing is, I had gotten complacent. And usually at these things, I'm kind of, you know, paying attention to different movements and that kind of thing. But um, we just assumed he was dead. So I heard the first couple pops. And, and if you watch my Facebook Live, I said, well, it sounds like those are flashbangs. Because in my mind, the way it works is if you've got a dead suspect inside, you throw a flashbang to make sure, you know, maybe he's make sure he's dead. Um, but there wasn't anything in my head that said, except for that the sound, you know, it was like, that sounds like gunfire. But I said, it could be gunshots, it's probably flashbangs or something along those lines. And then all of a sudden, I noticed the motion down there. And I just kept using the word urgent. It became very urgent. And suddenly, you know, there's a a cop coming down the road, like, waving his hands. And then all of a sudden, they're all like, you know, get out of the way, move that way. So they they moved the media all over to where we were blocked by a house. Um, And I just got a text that I'll, I'll talk about in a minute, but... So we were all blocked by a house. We couldn't really see much. Um, and so I kind of went back that way, too. And I think I think my law enforcement mm-hmm. friends probably will cringe when I say this. But I, I do push the, you know, sometimes I push the, the perimeter a little bit because I, I do work up close with cops so often. So sometimes when all the media is back, I'll get right up on the perimeter because I'm not as afraid of gunfire, which is another form of the complacency that we talk about, you know. So I was kind of closer And I'm looking down the road and I see him, you know, waving his arms and he's saying, clear the road, clear the road, clear the road. And I know what that means. That doesn't necessarily mean get out of harm's way. That means that the ambulance is coming. And so I'm walking over towards where the other media is and I get a text and it says that a Pearl police officer has been killed. Now we know now that it was not Pearl. But in that moment, I I let out a cuss word. Well, that was the same thing I'd heard, too, uh, yeah. you know, from somebody, the Pearl police officer. And uh, I, was, I was like, man, that information is so choppy right now. Yeah, and that, that was the thing. I couldn't have said it, even though I knew the source was good. I couldn't have said it because clearly that just now happened. That, that happened within the last few seconds. Um, but at that point, that's where, in my experience that day, everything changed, obviously, because that's where I was like, guys, this, this is very serious. This is a very, very serious situation. But I knew I couldn't say anything. But also my mind is going 100,000 miles a minute. Like who's down there? Who's down there? You know, there's all kinds of people down there that are my friends. There's all kinds of people down there that are important to the safety of these communities. Um, Anybody that gets hit, it's a major deal. So who is it? Somebody's gone now. And, um, and then of course it went on from there. But when you heard the second volley of shots, um, my experience, I knew what that meant, you know, if the suspect wasn't down before, he is now. And then I was where I could see them bring the um, the stretcher down the road to get Randy. And at that point, I turned my camera away because I was like, y'all don't need to see what this, you know, y'all don't need to see this. 
But during that time, it's also I, I kind of got quiet and I was speaking in short sentences because you can't really stop your brain at that point. And, and kudos to our law enforcement who keep things going after an incident like that, because you've got to keep a level head. You've got to be able to carry through to the end of the mission. And I know for me, while I stayed live and I was functional and whatever, until I was able to close it down, because I saw somebody coming and I wanted to be like, is everybody OK? Even though I'd heard multiple times. I mean, there's there's a real sense of disbelief that happens in those moments. Like, no, that didn't just happen. No, no, it's got to be wrong. I'm out here. I'm sure somebody told me wrong. There's always rumors so you've got that thought train going through your head, too. There's always rumors. Because then it was, no, it's a Madison officer. No, it's Madison SO. So at that point, I'm just hoping it's not real. So I cut that live short to ask somebody who just said, I don't know, I don't know, and just kept walking. And then after that was when we, you know, when in, I texted uh, DPS, and they were not able to confirm anything at the moment, but then they confirmed it shortly afterwards. Yeah, I, same thing. I got off the air at 9. I was in there chopping up podcasts and was getting information and that that another officer had been shot and, you know, it was bad. And I had people text to me that they were, that the, that the ambulance escort as they were taking around to UMC were passing to my, Hey, what's going on? I just, uh, a bunch of cops escorting an ambulance. I'm like, it's a cop and uh, it probably ain't good, you know? And, uh, obviously as the day went on, you start getting information and I'm like, well, I'm not, this ain't my, I'm not breaking this. Yeah. You know, it's not, this ain't my, this ain't my dance. Right. You know, I'm gonna let the ones that do this, do this yourself, others. And, uh, <clears throat> cause that does the last thing you want to get wrong. Right. Is reporting a cop's death wrong. Anybody, but especially law enforcement. I'm like, I'm not going to be my heel down. No pun intended there. I apologize. Right. Well, and that's why I kept saying in my, and I say it all the time now in lives, is this, the situation is fluid. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, you're hearing everything. I know with, with the Brandon officer that was shot, we heard it was extremely critical. And then we heard, no, no, for the situation, he's as good as he can be. I mean, you get shot in the gut, sucks, but it's he's as good as he can be. Then her other. Yeah, then I had somebody say, no, no, it's not like that. Like, it's really bad. It tore up everything. So the fact is, you know, you want to report that good news. Um, Let me tell you, somebody who's just had his colon rupture mm -hmm. from from like a, you know, from uh, a seed from having diverticulitis, a little seed got into a little spot and called my colon a rupture. Ain't no, ain't no good way to get shot in the gut. Right. <laughs> I'm just if, if it is, if it is an intestine, yeah. it's it's bad. There's colostomy bags in your future, and all kind of stuff that you don't want no part of, and that reconnection surgeries mm-hmm. and all that. There is no, there is no. I mean, yeah, you don't die. That's good, right? But there is no good getting shot in the gut, right? <laughs> I'm well, just gonna that, go out on a limb and get and say that's kind of probably where some of the discrepancy came from. Was you know, yeah, getting shot in the gut is very serious, yeah. But also for the situation, it may or may not. And and I think only the the people closest to that officer know the truth of that. But yeah. that was another and something he, to sort through. And he always day. feels. I'm sure he feels very grateful. And it was not a big deal compared to how, how it ended for someone else. Sure. That day. So well, to, to count your blessings. And I feel like there's you know. In many cases, um, and I've had my friends that were there talk about how they they thought the suspect was dead, too. And, of course, you had such a large um, response to that because it was an officer had been shot. You know, we we focus on um, on Tyler's death as the main incident. And it was. But, you know, they had had a Brandon officer shot um, just hours before. So, of course, there's going to be a big response. And and I got a lot of people that that wanted to, to complain about that. Why were there so many officers 
And there were several components to that that I think are worth discussing because, of course, you had the initial response. That's going to be everyone from Brandon. And, I mean, you know, you've got the initial response to the standoff itself. So you've got your folks there. I I know Capitol Police was in Brandon taking regular Brandon City calls. Right. Because Brandon was all on scene. Right, right. Which is what what a great deal. I mean, how nice to have that ability to be able to call on another force to run the city sort of. Exactly. You, while you're on the scene. So I have no problem with that. Right. Well, and so you, you've got Brandon there. You've got Rankin County Sheriff's Department there. Well, it started around 1.45 a.m. So by 5 or 6, you know, there are folks who need to get off shift. You can't keep exhausted cops in that situation forever. So you call in, you know, your backup. You call in Pearl. You call in, you know, some of these others. Madison, of course, Madison SO. I mean, sorry, Madison PD and Brandon SO work together on, you know, narcotics and interdiction and things like that. So, of course, those guys are going to come. You've got Clinton's bomb squad. Now, the reason they're there is not because there was a bomb, but because they have the robots and drones that they can use to, you know, get a better side of the situation. They call in MBI and DPS and MHP uh, for multiple reasons, including the SWAT team, but also because of the Brandon police chief and assistant chief or former um, MHP. So there were several reasons that you had that huge response. Who who tore the front of the house off? I'm not sure who made that call, to be fair. Um, and I'm okay. not – that's the first time, again, that's the first time that I've seen that. Um, I'm not going to speculate on, on anything further about what needed to happen there. Uh, I don't want to play Monday morning quarterback. Sure. This is just st- strategically, what what would be the reasoning for tearing off the front of the house? The reason they gave was, um, and guys, if you're out there and you want to text me or Clay and, and, and give us a little more clarifi- clarification, clarify, a little more clarification, um, the the reason they gave was to open lines of sight to try and be able to see the suspect. That's the first thing I thought. Right. Yeah, that, right. that, that was my kind of rationale is you eliminate places to hide. Right. And then my next thing is who's responsible for the house being repaired? Or, I mean, is, are, the, are the homeowners just SOL? I don't know how that works if it's an insurance thing. And that's something I... I don't know, because I, I've been in situations like I remember several years ago, a SWAT team tore down somebody's fence to get into their neighbor's backyard and then just left. And so the lady, of course, called the um, the reason, I mean, the place that I worked for and said, hey, they didn't pay for my fence. So we did a story and then they came back out and like rebuilt the fence. But I think it's not on necessarily on the the police to do that. Um, and I just got a text that said, yeah, the reason that they take down the walls is is to establish a line of sight or to be able to see the layout a little bit better if they don't have it. Cool. Let's take a break. Come back. Finish this up. we got a ton of text messages on this topic and others. This is The Clay April Show with Therese April, DarkHorsePressNow.com. We'll be right back on 103.9 FM, WYAB. When necessary. Hey, guys, look, you know, some storms came through uh, Madison and uh, – South Mississippians, uh, all kind of places over the last few days. Thankfully, they missed my little part of Brandon for the most part. But uh, they didn't miss everywhere. And Madison got a lot of storm damage. I guess the power just got cut back on late yesterday. I saw people talking about that on Facebook. Yeah, same here. Um, Look, you probably got some roof damage. uh, And you need to call Watkins Construction and Roofing. Come out, they'll do a complimentary roof assessment and see if you got any damage, see if you need a full replacement or just some repairs. They'll work with your insurance company, get you everything you need, and be in and out, and you'll never even know they were there except the roof is fixed. You can check them out online, WatkinsConstructionInc.com, locally owned, locally operated. No fly-by-night nonsense. You ain't going to have a couple guys at the end of your driveway hollering, hey, man, you need a roof, like they did me a few months ago. 
not Watkins, but some random fly-by-night folks did me a few months ago out sure. in, at the end of my driveway. I don't know if I was being robbed or sold something. Well, and, and you know, you talk to the folks that are in the roofing business, and they'll tell you to be careful of those people. Um, if you don't, you need to do your homework if somebody comes to your door, because reputable companies do too. But um, definitely, mm. you know, look at reviews, all that kind of stuff, because there's a few of them. And I'm not going to put any na- names out there, because obviously I don't want to get sued. But there's a few of them that are notorious for showing up and throwing just a crap roof on and you've mm-hmm. got to replace it again in two years exactly and look after a big storm even the most reputable of the reputable knock on doors in these neighborhoods right, right. to see if exactly. you need any stuff and they're good folks i know a lot of these guys personally there's several great roofing companies around here but watkins is a uh, sponsor of my shows that's what we're going to talk about and uh they're good folks and i co-sign on them i've known them all for a long time michael deer and his team uh johnny casada jamie price buddy ty works over there Listen to the show every day. You know, just, just good folks. I, I know them. When I can name off four or five people that I know on a first-name basis somewhere, you know, it, it makes a difference. Yeah, you absolutely. I, I used to share an office building with these guys. I know them well. They're good folks. And uh, they, they keep their staff together, too, for an extended amount of time. You know, so th- that matters. Yeah, that's generally – when you see a company that keeps their staff for a long time, it's generally they're taking care of their people, which means they also take care of their customers. Exactly. Watkins Construction, Inc., dot com locally owned locally operated always giving back to the community all right Therese, let's read a couple texts real quick okay uh people have been on it and i'm gonna go back <laughs> we've so, talked about all kinds of stuff today yeah i'm gonna try not to rewind too far because we just missed some stuff but um unknown texture says uh actually this uh this is sean here uh different sean yeah. says it's it's a huge mental health issue all dems want to say guns but they're completely wrong um we'll agree on this well about this particular incident this was a mental health you know and a deal in rankin county it's something i cleared up with Therese during the text during the text during the break was all right the people whose house whose house got tore down last name was wilson right th- they lived in the home the shooter's last name was Wilson, too, which obviously creates some confusion of, is this a family member, and, and should I feel as bad for them because it was a family member that lived there? Okay, so that's not the case. The guy was dating the girl that lived there, and all of their last names just so happened to be Wilson. Right. So you have an innocent family who got held hostage, and then their house got torn down. Right. You know, so they, they got double whammy. Now, this guy's dead, but that's self-inflicted. I'm not saying it was a self-inflicted gunshot wound. But he effed around, he found out, you know, suicide by cop. Right. You know, it is what it is. Now now you have a family without a home. You know, and I'm just curious, because I, I would be shocked if a homeowner's insurance policy was going to pay for that. Like, if I'm the, if you call, if I'm the agent, you call me the next day, well, how did your house get torn down? Ah, there was a shootout here, and a, unfortunately a cop died, and the cops uh, bulldozed the front of my house off right well if you're an insurance agent um text us about that just you know is that something that comes standard with you know i mean with that i guess that's not an act of god but that would be something well yeah you know? I mean, most fires aren't either you know and they yeah. cover that kind of stuff so I, i'm just curious I, it sounds like i'm being facetious and i'm not I'm, I'm i'm genuinely curious you know if you have a homeowner's policy are there different levels to it that would co- possibly cover that kind of deal or, or what? I, I'm very interested in that. Or would it default to, uh, let's just say for the sake of conversation, that the, the sheriff's department was the one that tore it down? Would it be the county's insurance be, be liable for it? And we don't know which agency. No, I don't. I mean, I'm just using them as an example right. for this conversation. 
you know, or the city of Brandon or whoever is, you know, would theirs be liable for it? I, I know it's hard to feel bad for anybody when you lose a when you lose a cop in a situation, right. but there are long term ramifications for all parties involved. And I'm just curious. Well, what you see in a situation like this, and 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 you know, when you have a line of duty death, they they come in all forms. Sometimes it's just a car accident. Sometimes, you know, we just we just passed the death of the anniversary of Kenneth Croom in Meridian, and yesterday was um, James Blair in Simpson County, um, and both of those were situations where you know the officer was acting on his own even you know it was just him but these things have a huge ripple effect but when you have one that is a SWAT team surrounding a house you know there are hostages that kind of thing um those those ripples go for a very long time um on multiple planes and so that's something that yeah you've got to think about the family whose house it was here you've got to think about the you know especially the the damage across the board that they are dealing with not just with their home but with the I guess the the spinoff of all the things that led to that day. Yeah, uh, Woodrow says probably a force majeure in insurance talk, and I I remember that uh, in in contract talk when I would do concerts. You know, if there was a cancellation, a like force majeure, but it, it was usually meant not responsible. Yeah. You know, so I, I'm still. Well, I think in this case, obviously, the family's not responsible because it was the if if we understand the details correctly, then it was the shooter uh, who was disgruntled over a situation and he came to their house to to do this. You know, and this guy fits the stereotype of exactly what we were talking about earlier about men that hate other men yeah, and stuff of that nature. Of And I, and I brought up the point of we have a whole generation of guys who just stay shacked up in their mom's basement watching porn and playing video games and same guy and Tress said it same guy that shoots up schools and I mean this guy just checks off all those boxes for somebody just very weak looking feminine looking uh and I and I, I think this goes back to a lot of guys have never had a lot of people in general but mm-hmm. I'm gonna talk on men behalf here a lot of men have never had to know what it felt like to lose right you know we started giving out participation awards everybody gets a trophy it's, uh, nobody's really had to do a rejection because online dating, if they don't say yes, you can just block them, delete them, and you ain't going to see it again. Or uh, Tinder, swipe left, swipe right. If you, you don't even know you got rejected if you never get accepted. Mm-hmm. you know. And we've made dealing with rejection and losing very rare. Right. And so when somebody has to deal with it, like they get their heart broken, like somebody wants to break up with them, they've, they've never dealt with, what do you mean, no? Right. My mommy told me I was going to be the best. I used I've to cry and yell at her, life. and she did what I wanted. Yeah, and you won't. Yeah, you know, and and now that people are having to lose, and I'm, I bet you, I bet you will find out this guy was on some SSRIs. It just never fails, and <clears throat> I don't know. That that that's a great example. And with 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 just my thirty thousand foot view here. Sure. Well, and and I'll I'll compare it to this. I had a friend of mine tell me that he was talking to a police chief, and he asked him what was the biggest problem he was running into with recruiting this younger generation, you know, with bringing them in and, and, you know, so what's the obstacle? And he said, porn. And they said, well, that's kind of crazy. What do you mean? And he said, well, it used to be, and I think I've told you this before, we may have talked about it on the show before, but it used to be that a man had to actually go out and compete. And, and it goes back to the competition thing we talked about. You know, you had to make yourself something. You had to um, to be something that, that was desirable in some way or another in order to you know, when the ladies to say, you know, the right words to be radio friendly. Um, Now you can get on an adult site and you can scroll and you get the same dopamine hits that you get 
should you have gone out there and, you know, courted this girl and, you know, whatever like that. So the problem is you have a, a generation that has been so affected by things, including these adult sites, that make them get those feelings of I can have it, it very much objectifies women as much as I hate to use that phrase because it starts to sound like a buzzword. But but to some of these these kids, that's where we get this whole like, you know, the guys that hate women because they can't get one. Yeah. Um, and, and I feel like we're, we're looking at, at some of the same, and I, I, God knows this kid had a family too. And my heart goes out to them as well because they didn't ask for this either. Mm-mm. But, um, but yeah, that's, that's what I see is just somebody who potentially never had to work for anything and didn't know how to deal when a real life woman was ready to say no. Yeah. Um, you know, I, re- I remember when I would deal with breakups and stuff younger, I just went to the gym. Well, you went out, you partied a couple nights, you know, shook it off, you know, and dealt with it the hard way at the bottom of a bottle. And then you ended up, you're like, well, I'm gonna go to the gym and make her regret this, you know, and still to this day, you know, that, that's how I deal with breakups is I, you know, I'll just look better than that guy, you know, exactly. and yeah, I think that's just that natural instinct, uh, you know, from my generation anyway. Yeah, that's definitely uh, how we did it. Let's take a call, a call here real quick. Let me go do these squats. He's going to miss this booty. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you're on there. I haven't done any research into this, but have, to y'all's knowledge, any of these school shooters or these shooters that do the house shootings, like the one y'all are talking about, any of those guys, are have they ever been hunters? Because I've don't to me, I've never... They all seem like people that never were were around guns until they did their act. They cut, they like, all come across as video game shooters to me. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like they don't have the reality. Like my pull the trigger, and I'm not saying that they're going to fly off the handle. But what I'm saying is they know that at the end of that, the end of that bullet, there's devastation, and they understand what happens. These people just shoot. Like they have no idea what's going on. And it's the same thing. In, it's the same thing in cities like Jackson. There's no appreciation for the value of life. Right. Exactly. That's what I'm getting at. Yep. I guess you know, I, I couldn't say it the right way, but it's just none. I don't know of any of the school shooters going all the way back to Pearl. Like none of them seem like they've had any education into firearms. They just picked them up and took off. Well, and it seems like, and and I, I'm sure that there could probably be somebody who's more studied than I am in this that could correct me, but it feels like, um, in just in my experience and and in my studies, you've got a lot of these these gamers, you know, the the kids that have played the video games but don't understand the ramifications, like you're talking about. If they have had prior gun training of any kind, it's been only you know target practice type stuff. Um, I believe if you had someone who was in fact a hunter and was was taught the way that that respectful good hunters are taught that no we don't see this situation you know I, I i speculated before i knew a lot of the facts on this one that perhaps this kid was a hunter because he you know he seemed to be from what we heard at first an accurate shot but after that you know it was like i i thought more about it and i was like no because the hunters that are taught right whose you know dads or grandfathers or even mothers take them out there and teach them like you are taking a life have reverence for this life Right. They don't do things like this, you know? Well, it's that, and it's just the, the lack of, I, I don't know, it's lack of humanity. It's like they've been de- de- dehumanized. Yeah. 
Well, it's like the, know, the meme that I saw the other day where it's like, you know, you guys are upset about whatever the buzzword was. Now I'm going to take my son to go stomp a hooker to death on, you know, Grand Theft Auto because he didn't like, you know, whatever. And it's just talking about the way our kids, like we don't, we're looking at these frivolous things, but we're teaching our kids that life is really just not that important. See, I think I think you missed something there. I think you said we're teaching our kids. The problem is a lot of people aren't teaching their kids at all. Good they let them sit on these pads, let them sit on the Xbox, let them sit on all this stuff, and they're letting the Internet teach their kids. Exactly. Amen, brother. Great call today. Have a good one. All right. Let's take a break real quick. Come back. We'll be right back. On the Club, we'll show with Therese April, DarkHorsePressNow.com, 103.9 FM, WYAB. I hope you enjoyed this clip of today's Clay Edwards show. You can tune in live every Monday through Friday, 7 to 9 a.m. on 103.9 FM, WYAB in Central Mississippi. You can stream it worldwide and live at WYAB.com, the TuneIn app, or Alexa. Just search WYAB. And, of course, you're listening now on a podcast, so you can just hit subscribe where you're at. We update daily right here. On the Clay Edwards Show, and check out all things Clay Edwards at clayedwardsshow.com for shirts and more. Peace.